Welcome to An Apple a Day, a podcast, a resource, a community. Share your experiences and learn from others as we overcome barriers and learn to live a happy, healthy life with a disability. Welcome to the community. Here's your host, Jimmy Apple. Welcome to another episode of An Apple a Day. I'm your host, Jimmy Apple. How are you feeling today, my friends? You feeling good? You feeling strong? You feeling better than you did yesterday? You feeling better than you did last week? Excellent. You can't ask for better than that. I want to apologize for missing last week's podcast. I couldn't help it. I was in the hospital. I went to wound care because I had some wounds on my leg and some swelling in my knee. And they sent me directly over to the emergency room. And the emergency room admitted me. And I found that my lactic acid was elevated. And they suspected sepsis. And I was there for six days, five nights. I just got out on Wednesday of this week. And I'm back. I'm back. And I have a lot of following up to do and a long road ahead of me, but I'm back. And I want to give a shout out to the people at Northern Westchester Hospital in Mount Kisco, New York. Those people are phenomenal. The people on the sixth floor, phenomenal. The best care I have ever gotten makes Vassa Brothers look like a, I don't know, an amateur hour. That Vassa Brothers is usually where I, I would go to as a hospital, but Northern Westchester puts them to shame. I just have to say Vassa can't, can't shine the shoes of the people at Northern Westchester Hospital. But anyway, I'm back, and I want to remind you before we start, an apple a day is brought to you by www.famousapple.com. Famousapple.com is the home site for this podcast, so if you get a minute, go over there, check it out. Also, I want you to go over to our Facebook page at www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash disabled living. That's our group page. You can go over there, join in the conversations, maybe ask a couple of questions, maybe answer a couple of questions. But go over there, join in the fun. A lot of conversations going on. Nice people over there. We got a good one for you today. I've got some information from Social Security regarding recent scams that people are trying to pull. Now, we're getting into that time. We're getting into the fall. Holidays are coming up. So it's a good time to remind you about the scams that are that are happening out there. Also, I have a book review to share with you today. And I don't know if you realize this, suddenly we're starting to do quite a few book reviews. Uh, this book here is written by a listener of ours. It's called Scotty on the Space Station. And we're going to get into this. It's a really good book. It's a, and the, the women that wrote it, it's two sisters. And they're very talented. So we'll get into that. Also, I have got updates about COVID-19 that you're going to want to hear about. Plus, we've got a couple other things to talk about. So sit back, relax, and let's jump into it with two feet right now. With the way this year has been... We're not sure what kind of holiday season is going to be. We're not sure of anything with 2020. But the only thing that we can be sure of is that there's going to be scammers out there who are going to try to come between us and our money. And Social Security is right on top of this game here. And I have a an update from Darlinda Boyle. She's the uh, 
Assistant Deputy Commissioner of Social Security. She sent out this little blog post, and I want to share this with you. It says, the most effective way to defeat scammers is to know how to identify scams. You should just hang up on any call you are uncertain of and ignore suspicious emails. Scammers are always finding new ways to steal your money and personal information by exploiting your fears. One common tactic scammers use in posing as federal agents and other law enforcement. They may claim your social security number is linked to a crime. They may even threaten to arrest you if you do not comply with their instructions. Just hang up. As a reminder, you should continue to remain vigilant of phone calls when someone says there's a problem with your social security number or your benefits. If you owe money to the social security department, we will mail you a letter explaining your rights, payment options, and information about appealing. There are a few ways you can identify a scam call. If you do business with us, remember that we will never threaten you with benefit suspension, arrest, or other legal action unless you pay a fine or a fee. Promise a benefit increase or other assistance in exchange for a payment. Require payment by retail gift card, cash, wire transfer, internet currency, or prepaid debit card. Demand secrecy from you in handling a Social Security-related problem. Send official letters or reports containing personally identifiable information via email. If you do not have ongoing business with our agency, it is unlikely we will contact you. If you get a suspicious call claiming to be from Social Security, you should hang up immediately and report it to our Office of the Inspector General. And if you don't know how to get in touch with the Inspector General, go to www.ssa.gov and you'll be able to find out how to get it there. Now, like I said, this time of year, every year, the scammers are out there. They're trying their best to get their hands in your pockets and pocketbooks. Don't let them. And don't be afraid. You know, I've got a couple of calls from these people. And they, they can sound official, but they also sound like fools. Like, I got one that told me his name was Officer Elvis. Yes, I'm sure, Elvis. And he had a very deep, heavy, dark Indian accent. And when I said to him, I said, your mother mustn't have liked you very much. He didn't find that humorous. But just hang up on him. Hang up on him like they say. They're gonna get. They're gonna get to you by snail mail, by regular mail, and you'll be able to tell it's from them. All right. They're not gonna contact you by email. They're not gonna contact you by phone. They're gonna contact you by regular mail. Now, I do want to tell you about one other scam that's out there that has nothing to do with Social Security. I turned on my computer the other day, and I got a big blue screen that said my computer had a virus and I should call this number. And I looked at it and it said Microsoft and it had all the Microsoft logos all over it. And it gave me an email address on the bottom. Now, here's a trick. Click on the email address and look where the email address is going. If it does, first of all, I turned, I did a hard turn off on my computer. I shut the, I shut the computer off by the button instead of doing a shutdown. I shut it off by the button I let it sit for 30 seconds, I, I turned it back on, and it was perfectly fine. Then I dumped all my cookies, and I did a disk cleanup. They'll look for any which way they can. If you let these people do it, they, they'll tell you, well, we're going to fix it. We're going to run a scan on your computer. And what they do 
is they put a virus on your computer, then they charge you $100, $200, $300 to take that virus off. Don't get scammed. Watch out for the scams out there, folks. Okay, I just wanted to share that with you. All right, let's move on. done a lot of talking on this podcast about how we feel as adults being alienated from our friends and from other members of the public because we have a disability. Imagine, just imagine how a child with a disability feels. Well, two sisters that are listeners to the podcast have a brother named Scotty who is disabled and they seen firsthand the disappointment in him, how he's ostracized how he's not included with other children and they wrote a book about it they wrote a book and it's a a fantasy book it's called scotty on the space station it's by kayla and shannon green this scotty's two older sisters and this book is about a mom and a dad with two daughters and a son named scotty sounds familiar right kayla shannon and scotty and their parents Scotty has a disability that affects his brain and his muscles, which leaves him in a wheelchair and unable to speak without the help of a tablet. Uh, Best way I can describe it, if you know Stephen Hawkins, the way that he communicated. He communicated through his tablet. The story explores the misplaced conceptions about Scotty because of his disability and sheds some light on people's misguided fear of disabled people. And by fear, I mean... They don't know how to talk to them. They're afraid to talk to them. This is a wonderful children's book that illustrates other people's differences that are not only interesting, but sometimes can bring us together. This book helps to point out that disability is no more alien than people who have different color hair or are short or tall, fat or skinny, black or white, etc. Differences are what makes the world go round, people. This book teaches kids not only to accept other people with disabilities and differences, but, but, but by doing so, this can increase their circle of friends. This book gets five apples from us. We highly recommend this book for your children. And if you're looking to find this book, you can find it at www.barnesandnoble.com. You can find it at www.amazon.com. You can find it at www.shoponceuponatime.com. And you can find it at www.skylightbooks.com. Now I'm going to put these on our website and you'll be able to see those links. As a matter of fact, I'll link them right to the bookstores. But I urge you to take a look at this book and... It's a, it, the illustrations in the book are excellent. It's an excellent, excellent book. There's no other way to put it. And as a disabled person, I myself can appreciate it. And it has, it has a message that maybe it's geared towards children, but it's also geared towards adults. It's a short book, but it's a good book. And I think it's worth reading to every child, whether they have a disability or not. Actually, it's probably worth reading to children without disabilities, just so they're not afraid to communicate when they see a child that is in a wheelchair or does maybe walks with crutches or is different from them. It's such a good book. It's a learning experience, this book. And I really want to commend Kayla and Shannon because they were doing it for their brother Scotty, but not only were they not only did they do it for Scotty, they did it for all the other kids out there. This book is a home run. This book is 
definitely a home run and it belongs in every library if you have young kids i'd say between the ages of 1 in 12 this book is a great book as a matter of fact if you're 50 or 60 this book is a great book it's a quick read pick it up at one of these places you may even find it in your local bookstore it's called scotty on the space station it's by kayla green and shannon green you don't want to miss out on this book this book is very important it's a it's a fun book but it's also an important book make sure you pick it up now we're going to have kayla and hopefully shannon on the podcast if not next week the week after and they're going to explain the whole book to us and how it came about you're not going to want to miss that so be here next week or the week after i'll I'll let you know i will let you know before it happens but you're not going to want to miss the interview with the greens definitely okay let's move on here covid19 is a vile repugnant, disgusting disease. That's the only way I can put it. And we all know it. We've all been going through it for the past year. We're all wearing masks because of it. It's just disgusting. And I have three studies here, three new studies. And some of this you may have heard before, some of it you haven't. But you know what? It's worth repeating if you have. The first study, I'm going to call it COVID-19, serious as a heart attack. Severe COVID-19 is more deadly than heart attacks among young adults, according to a new study. Of nearly 781,000 coronavirus patients discharged between April 1st and June 30th, 5% were among young adults aged 18 to 34. More than half of these patients were male, and 57% were black or Hispanic. Researchers listed some common comorbidities. Nearly 1 in 4 patients were morbidly obese, 16% had hypertension, 18% were battling diabetes. These health conditions were tied to worse outcomes. Further, young adults with multiple comorbidities face risks on par with those seen among middle-aged adults without the underlying health conditions, study authors wrote. The young hospitalized adults experience substantial rates of adverse outcomes per the study, with 21% requiring intensive care, 10% undergoing mechanical ventilation, and nearly 3% died. While in the hospital, mortality rate was less than reported figures for older coronavirus patients. It doubled the death rate for young adults with acute heart attacks. So heart attack now is another outcome for young people, for young people, not just the old people, for young people who get this vile, disgusting virus. And you still want to fight about wearing a mask? Do you know how painful a heart attack is? I can tell you firsthand, I've had two. It's no walk in the park. It's not a barrel of monkeys. My father died of a heart attack. It's not a pleasant way to die. Wear the mask, people. Don't fight it. The next study I call COVID-19 affects more than just your lungs. A new Yale University study on how the coronavirus affects the nervous system has revealed that the viral invader attacks the mind by taking over the victim's brain cells in order to make copies of itself while simultaneously sapping the available oxygen, thus choking out nearby cells. Their findings 
which awaiting peer review, add evidence to claims that the brain belongs on the ever-growing list of vulnerabilities to COVID-19, including the lungs, the kidney, the liver, the gut, and blood vessels. If the brain does become infected, it could have lethal consequences, researchers say. The coronavirus is a whole body disease. Broadly, doctors have long observed respiratory symptoms such as coughing, trouble breathing, and pneumonia. Soon they added more puzzling issues like gastrointestinal discomfort, diarrhea, loss of, loss of taste and smell, chest pain, arrhythmia, brain fog, and confusion. The researchers now believe a coronavirus brain infection may be more lethal than when centralized in the lungs based on mouse experiments that compared outcomes when focused within one organ or another. Brain infected specimens lost weight and died within six days. Neither of these side effects were observed in the lung group. That's something to think about and it's something scary. So it doesn't, it doesn't just affect one part of your body. We're, for so long, we were thinking it just affects your, our lungs. It's affecting everything inside of us. Once this virus gets inside of us, it spreads like wildfire. And again, people are arguing about wearing a mask. I still can't believe that. And the last study for today is something I call, Today's Special is COVID-19. People infected with COVID-19 around the U.S. are twice as likely as people who, who are uninfected to have dined in a restaurant in the past two weeks, a new study has found. Researchers questioned patients from 10 states about their recent activities, including whether they had gone to a bar, a gym, a salon, or a house of worship, and they found a large number of the sick had eaten out. Adults with confirmed COVID-19 were approximately twice as likely as were controlled participants to have reported dining at a restaurant in the 14 days before becoming ill, wrote the researchers from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. The study, which did not distinguish between those who dined indoors or out, said the reports of COVID-19 exposures in restaurants have been linked to air circulation. Direction, ventilation, and intensity of airflow might affect virus transmission, even if social distancing measures and mask use are implemented according to the current guidances, the researchers added. Masks cannot effectively be worn while eating and drinking, whereas shopping and numerous other indoor activities do not preclude mask use. The participants were tested in 11 outpatient healthcare facilities across the country in California, Colorado, Maryland, Massachusetts, Minnesota, North Carolina, Ohio, Tennessee, Utah, and Washington. Sound public health limitations in bars, taverns, and restaurants include limiting alcohol service to accompanying food orders, not allowing hours of operation to extend into late night, and limiting occupancy levels and table arrangements to those which are allow for social distancing. Further, as always, Pickup and delivery remain very low-risk options to obtain food from our favorite bars, taverns, and restaurants. Well, it may be low option to pick it up, but there's still things that you have to do when you pick up that food or have it delivered to you. You have to clean those, those food bins and tins before you bring them into your house. Yeah, I don't understand, okay? This need to go out to a restaurant or go to a movie theater, you have a kitchen at home, you have TV at home, you have pay-per-view, you have movie channels, 
you have Zoom where you can interact with other people. I know it's not the same. And I know humans crave other human interaction. But is it worth your life? Everyone's crying about these restaurants. All right, I understand. There's small businesses. There's people that are employed there. But you know what? For a lot of us, we couldn't afford to eat in those restaurants a year ago before this pandemic hit. And now we're working our asses off to try and save them. All right, it's a noble idea. And we want to help as many people as we can, but we have to help ourselves first. There's that old saying, God helps those who help themselves. And we have to keep ourselves safe and our families safe. And I don't think a priority is going to a restaurant. I'm sorry. That's just the way I feel. I think a priority is wearing a mask when you go out in public. I think a priority is washing your hands with soap and water. I think a priority is using hand sanitizer. I think a priority is staying safe. And keeping your social distance. That's what I think the priorities are. I have to wonder about these restaurants and taverns and stuff. Especially in big cities like Manhattan and so forth. What are they going to be like if we ever get back to normal? Are they still going to be the snooty places that they were before the pandemic? Or are they going to be the people that are looking for the everyday Joes to come in and just spend their hard-earned money in their establishments? Or are they going to be the guy with the maitre d' with his stiff suit that says, you're not good enough to come in here? Or the guy, or are you going to be the place that serves the $150 hamburger? Is it going to change? Did this pandemic change you? Did it change the way you're thinking? Did it change the way you're going to plan to survive in the future? God forbid something like this ever happens again. I hope so. I truly hope so. Instead of eliminating people, instead of pushing people to the side to take in the, the pretty people, be inclusive, not exclusive. That's just a suggestion from Jimmy Apple. Okay, let's move on here. Hey, I want to thank you for stopping by today. And I want to remind you, when you start looking at things from a different way, things will look different. Things will be different. No one ever went blind by looking at things from the bright side. Try it, my friends. Hey, look, make sure you stop and pick up a copy of the book, Scotty on the Space Station. You don't want to miss this book. You need it for your kids. Your kids are going to love you for getting it for them. It's a great book. It's an educational book, and it's a fun book to read. Your kids are going to love it. So will you. Listen, I'll talk to you next week. Have a great week. You've been listening to An Apple a Day. My name is Jimmy Apple. And remember this, my friends. The best medicine for anything is laughter. Thanks for listening to An Apple a Day with Jimmy Apple, your gateway to a happy, healthy life. Join our community at www.famousapple.com. See you next time.